You are listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect. Well, bless the Lord. <clears throat> are you excited today about the Word of God? Amen. That's good because it's the best thing for us. Amen. I, um, <clears throat> I had thought about preaching on a different line, but uh, the Lord woke me up the other day. Well, I was kind of snoozing a bit, but he just he alerted to me. It's in the morning, early in the morning, to preach on this subject. And I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but he just quickened it to my heart. I had an impression that I should speak on this. And it kind of flows along in with what Brother Hayward Pastor Hayward has been talking about, about our roots, amen, and um, about the Pentecostal experience. Today, that's what I want to talk on, is talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. And uh, what a wonderful gift given to the church for this age, this dispensation that you and I live in, Phenomenal. Hallelujah. Do you agree? Hallelujah. What I'm believing is I'm believing that as we go through the scriptures here, you see, one of the reasons I believe the Lord quickened me to speak on this is there's quite a few of you that have not experienced this. And that's okay. Nobody's nobody's putting you down or anything like that. But there is more. Do we want it? I said, there is more, and do we want it? So for those of you who have not experienced this gift, I'm praying that you would gain understanding today and you would step over into it. For those of you here that have experienced the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues, I pray that you would... Lift others up in prayer. Not only that, but that you could glean more of it yourself. See, there's a deeper revelation for even those of us who have experienced it. We never want to think that we've arrived and that we've got it all. The Lord Jesus has got a lot more for us than we know. Amen? The Bible says, in fact, that there's so many wonderful things for us that we can't even imagine it. Now, man can imagine a lot of things, but we can't even imagine the good things God has for those who love him. Praise the Lord. So we've got a lot to get into today. So I want you to believe with me, please. Amen? Let's turn to John 14. John chapter 14. Praise the Lord. And let's go to 15. Here's Jesus speaking, saying, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. You see, at this time, Jesus was their comforter. And Jesus had been telling them that he was going to leave. Where was there going to be their comfort then? But Jesus said, he said, He shall give you another comforter, the Father will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. 
even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and, I want you to underline this, put your Bibles with you, underline this, and shall be in you, and shall be in you. Amen? Underline that. So that's the spirit within you. Now let's go over to John chapter 20. You're in, you're in the book of John. Let's just slip over into John chapter 20 because this is very interesting. Remember, we're talking about spiritual things here. Amen? This isn't hokey pokey. It's not fairy tales. It's the real thing. John chapter 20. Actually, let's start in, let's start in 17. And Jesus said unto her, touch me not. Now this is after Jesus had, been, had died on the cross and was buried and rose from the grave. But hadn't ascended to the Father yet. Interesting here. Now Jesus speaks unto Mary. He says, touch me not. For I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren... And say unto them, I ascend unto my Father, and your Father, and to my God, and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things unto her. Then, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews... They were confused and fearful at this point. And came Jesus and stood in the midst of them, came right through the doors, and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. Now, Jesus had died, was buried, rose from the dead, and now had ascended to the Father, and had come back to talk to his disciples. And, he's, and when he had done so and said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. So he showed unto him his hands, the nail prints in his hands from being on the cross, his side where the spear had, 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 had uh, pierced him, where the blood and water had gushed out, if you remember reading, right? Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. And then... Here's what Jesus said unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, so even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. He said, this is what he did. He breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, up to this point, no man could have done that. No man could have received the Holy Spirit. Do you know why? Because Jesus hadn't died. Jesus hadn't paid the price. The price wasn't paid for mankind until this point. Brothers and sisters, here's where the church started. This is where Jesus breathed upon his disciples and they received the Holy Ghost. I mean, either that or the Bible's a liar. 
Did Jesus deceive them? No, of course not. They received the Holy Spirit at this point. And the Spirit of God, like Jesus said, would be where? I didn't hear that. In you. The Spirit would be in you. And as we read on here, if you, you remember how in Luke 24, how that the Lord said, that, or how that the disciples said that the Lord had opened their understanding to the Scriptures? You see, brothers and sisters, you and I don't gain understanding to the Word of God until we're born again. That's why people can read the Bible and get nothing out of it. Secular people read it as a book. You have to discern the Word of God by the Spirit of God. John 6, 63, Jesus said, My words, they are spirit and they are life. When you and I partake of the Word of God, we're actually partaking of food for the inner man. And these men here now had received the Holy Ghost. And from this point on, we begin to see that they change somewhat, don't they? Up to this point, we just read about how they were fearful. Amen? And, 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 and in closed doors. But you'll see right away here, you'll see right away things start changing. Amen? Let's, in fact, let's go over to Luke. Just back over to Luke 24 there. And let's just read some of this. And look at what the Lord had said to them. On, in, uh, he said in, in Luke 24 and 49, he said, And behold, I send you the promise of my Father upon you, which is the promise of the Spirit. Amen? But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Now, we, we've discovered something here. They received this, this receiving of the Holy Spirit was after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, and what? Before the day of Pentecost. Interesting. After Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, and before the day of Pentecost. Jesus said unto them over here in Luke 24, 49, he said, And behold, I send unto you the promise of the Father upon you, upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued from power on high. You notice he said, tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. He didn't say anything about being born again. He didn't say tarry until the remission of sins take place. He didn't say tarry until you be born again. He said, tarry in the city of Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. Interesting. Are we interested in any power from on high? Is that pertinent to where we're living today? Are we interested in receiving some power from on high? Well, the word's pretty specific here, isn't it? Okay, let's move along here. Let's go to Acts. This is the book of Acts. Like we've been teaching Wednesday nights. This is the book we need to be living in. This is our... We should be living and emulating the book of Acts. See, the book of Acts is still being written. Writ, that's not a very good word. It's still, still being written. Exactly. The book of Acts is still being written. These are the Acts of the Holy Ghost. It says the Acts of the Apostles, but it would be better termed as the Acts of the Holy Spirit upon the body of Christ. Let's read. Let's start at 4. We're at Acts 1, 
chapter 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, You have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And when they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou now at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus said this, and he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times nor the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power or authority, but ye shall receive power. That word power there is ability. We're looking for some ability here. We're just talking about that, weren't we? Okay, but ye shall receive power or ability after that the Holy Ghost is what? Underline that. Underline that. Come upon you. Hallelujah. Underline that, brothers and sisters. And what? Ye shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Here we are in the uttermost parts of the earth and we need this power upon us to be witnesses. Glory to God. That's what we're interested in. We're interested in being of service to our Father. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. Wow. So this seems to see, seems to signify that there is a dual working of the Holy Spirit and should be a dual working of the Holy Spirit in believers' lives. The Spirit of God in us and the Spirit of God upon us. It's a dual working. Glory to God. I don't know about you, but this is starting to spark my interest because I can see where something, maybe I need some more. Amen? Glory to God. The scriptures don't lie. The word of God is true. Sometimes we just haven't read it in this light. See, the Lord is going to, I believe, and Father, we just thank you for that right now, for opening up our understanding. Opening up our understanding that we would begin to see from the word of God what you're saying pertaining to the Holy Spirit and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit in our lives. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for that. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Well, this experience, let's read about it. In Acts chapter 2 and 1. And when the day of Pentecost, it was 50 days, was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, the Bible says, there came a sound from heaven as a, mighty, as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and sat upon each of them, and the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Interesting. Interesting. Amen? Tongues, brothers and sisters, is the initial evidence of you and I receiving the Spirit upon us. It's not the only evidence, by no means, but it is the initial evidence. And here's where we sometimes stumble in the body of Christ. Because there is going to be a part, after this, when we're done ministering the Word, we're going to make an invitation because we're going to put the Word of God into practice. And we're going to give an invitation for you who have not received this wonderful gift 
have not had the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues, we're going to invite you to come up. And the Bible says that we can minister the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands. And we're going to pray for you, but you need a spot, you need a place where you can release faith. And that's when, when you come up here and we lay hands on you and pray over you, that's when you want to release your faith and believe the Lord for this gift. Now, the Holy Ghost is not going to jump on you and force you to speak in tongues. That's not the way it goes. The Holy Spirit is a gentle person. He's going to come upon you and he's going to begin to woo you and, and stir you and something's going to begin to stir. Something's going to begin to stir. Now you, at that point and that time, must yield your flesh and begin to open up your mouth and allow the Spirit of God to speak through you using your vocal cords. See, there's where we stumble sometimes. We think, people have said, well, if, the Holy, if I ever speak in tongues, it's going to be the Holy Ghost that does it, and they go like this. Well, that's not going to happen. That's like saying, if the Holy Ghost ever uses me in the area of healing, I'm going to, he's going to lift me up, carry me on over, and put my hands on somebody. That, that's not the way it is, is it? We have to yield. So yielding is a big part of this. So let's bear that in mind. Because this is something for all of us. This isn't just a few selected folk. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, let's go on because we, we want more Scripture. We want to make sure we're on the right track. We want to we open up the Scripture and, 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 uh, and get all we can. Let's go to Acts, the 8th chapter. Living in the book of Acts. The 8th chapter. And let's go to 5. This, I believe, will help us. If we've been stumbling along in this area a little bit, I believe this will help us. This will open, us, open our eyes up to some things. Okay? Praise the Lord. Are you excited? Yes. Oh, glory to God. You got something already? Yes. Praise the Lord. Well, let's keep on. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. So he's preaching Christ unto them. He's preaching the word of God. Amen? Okay? So, now let's go down to 12. But when they believed Philip's preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, and they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also. Now, you remember Simon, he'd been playing around with some things that weren't quite right, right? Some sorceries and things like that. Kind of going along, he's seen some things happening, and he's interested because he likes the power. He likes to see the power. Okay? So he's, he's coming along. And then the Bible says, Then Simon himself also believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondering, behold, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles, which were in Jerusalem, heard, so the word got back. It got back to Jerusalem. And they heard that, the, that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent unto them Peter and John. They wanted to know what's going on. Now I want to ask you a question here. Were these Samaritans born again? Were these Samaritans, were they born-again Christians at this point? Well, let's answer that. Let's go over to 1 Peter. Let's go to 1 Peter 1 and 23. This, tells, this is speaking of you and I also. Being born again, brothers and sisters... Not of corruptible seed. What is the seed we're talking about? It's the word of God. But of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. 
They received, what did they say in 14? They received the word of God, born again by the word of God. It says in 1 Peter 1 and 23, over in Acts 8, 14, it says they received the word of God. So these individuals were born again. Now look what happens here. 15, Acts 8, 15. Who, talking about Peter and John, when they were come down, prayed for them that they, what? Might receive the Holy Ghost. Read on. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. Only they had were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of hands, the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, well, of course, he offered them money. But the point is here, what did they see? What was it that he saw? Well, he saw the initial evidence, brothers and sisters, of them speaking in tongues. That's what he saw. And he was so impressed by the power of God that was dis, dim, uh, had been given to the, these disciples, these followers of the Lord Jesus by the laying on of hands, that he said, I want it. Because he said, this power could be worth money. Of course, he had the wrong understanding. And he was rebuked for it, sternly. Are we getting more out of this? Because the scriptures are just, I mean, it's, it's all plain and simple here, isn't it? I mean, it's very, it's very plain here that there is a dual working of the Spirit of God. Now, do we yield to it or not? That's the question. Do we yield to the teaching of the Word of God, or do we yield to the traditions of men who may have said something like this? That baptism of the Holy Spirit, that speaking in tongues is weird. I think that was maybe back in the times of the apostles in the early times of the church, but it's not for today. Or there are those that have said that, they've actually said that this gift, we call it a gift, but they call it a, and, a, and it's blasphemous, but they call it a work of the devil. We've heard it before. And this can influence you. And cause you to sit on the back seat and just wait. And see what goes on. But I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, if you want to get it, you've got to get in. You've got to get in the river. You want to get wet? Get in. Experience it. Because as we go on, we're going to see there's some benefits here. And for those of you that have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking other tongues, have not received this gift, you're missing out on some benefits. And the Lord doesn't want that. Because His gifts, His benefits are for everybody. Not just a select few, not just some preachers, not just a few people that have had some miraculous works in their lives, but for everybody. You're all precious in the sight of God and deserve to have all the gifts. They're all laid out before you. All you've got to do is receive them. It's Satan that tries to bind you up and tell you you're not worth anything. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Acts 19 just to kind of cement some more of this. Acts chapter 19 and 1. Thank you, Lord, for your precious word today. Thank you how it changes lives, molds and shapes us. Thank you, Lord. 
Mm -hmm. And it came to pass that while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, what were, you, what were you baptized? And they said, under John's baptism. So here we got some Baptist folks. <laughs> then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should, be, that they should believe on him which should come after him. That is on the Lord Jesus. They had not even known. This, Paul's gone to Ephesus. They haven't even really heard about Jesus. They were just baptized under John's gospel, under John's uh, teachings. Now they heard about Jesus. They heard about the Savior. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And here we go again. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. They didn't get that from John's gospel. They got that from, or John's teachings. They got that from receiving the Holy Ghost and being born again, receiving what the Lord Jesus had for them. And when Paul prayed for them, laid his hands upon them, they received the Spirit of the living God come upon them, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, and they even prophesied. Glory to God, brothers and sisters. I'll tell you, it's for us. This is for us. We are Colate Community Church, a Pentecostal church in the city of Coal Lake. This is our roots that Pastor Hayward's talking about. This is who we are. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. What about some benefits, brothers and sisters? What does the Word of God have to tell us about this precious gift? Let's go over to 1 Corinthians. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that the Lord had led me down this road in 1983. I was born again July 11th, 1961 at the age of eight. And I'll never forget what the Lord did to me at eight years old. I'll tell you, I don't think my feet were on the ground when I left that little tabernacle, full gospel tabernacle in veteran Alberta. You wouldn't think a boy at eight years old would have many burdens. But I'll tell you, it felt like a ton of weight came off of me. It's not your age, brothers and sisters. It's the price that was paid for us. It's Jesus that paid the price, took away our burdens. Well, quite a bit of time transpired between 1961 and 83. A lot of things I'm not even going to tell you about. But I want to tell you, when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost in, 18, in, in 1983, there was a change. All of a sudden, there was more power to witness than I'd ever experienced in my life. There was more hunger for the Word of God than I'd ever experienced in my life. 
the difference was phenomenal. Now that's my experience. And nobody could talk me out of it. Now you got your own experience. And today I believe the Lord wants to see those of you who haven't experienced this gift. I believe that today he wants you to receive that. And the Holy Ghost, you remember, do you remember in, in, in Luke 11? Do you remember the Bible says that us as fathers, natural fathers, giving gifts to our children, we have an understanding and a care to do that, don't we? Well, then the Bible says, how much more would your heavenly father give you the gift of the Holy Ghost if you asked him? Praise the Lord. It's a gift to be given at the asking. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And let's just read, let's read uh, 4. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. The word edification there, edify, means to build yourself up, strengthen yourself. Do you know that there's an exercise that you can do, brothers and sisters, that will strengthen you spiritually to make you stronger in the spirit? a stronger spirit man, and that exercise is speaking in other tongues. It is a spiritual exercise. Now, when you go to the gym, you will pick up weights, you will do cardio, you will do it to benefit your body and exercise your body to build muscle. Why not give your spirit man the same treatment? Praying in other tongues brings a strength. Jude 20 tells us what? Building yourself up, praying in your most holy faith, praying in, your most, praying in the Holy Ghost, builds yourself up. Is that a benefit to the body of Christ? Is that a benefit to me as a spirit man that I could follow through with this gift and it build me up and make me stronger. You see, we're all going to experience some things down the road. You need some strength for it. The time to start working out is not when they call you out. When the big boy calls you out and says, I want to whoop you. It's not the time to go to the gym and start lifting weights. No, no, you want to be in shape. So when he calls you out, there's no problem. There's no problem. Mm -mm. you think you can whip me, but I got the Holy Ghost and I got the power there is in that. The devil hasn't got a chance. It's not even fair. He does not have a chance when you exercise the gifts that are given to you and to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let, the, let the, the word of God settle in, brothers and sisters. Romans 8 and 26. 
Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our weaknesses, or infirmities it says here, but that's our weaknesses. That's not sickness. It's our weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Is there ever any time, brothers and sisters, that you're caught between a rock and a hard spot and you don't really know how to pray? Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there where you just go, Lord, I know there's something. I sense it, but I don't know how to pray. Well, let's read on. But the Spirit itself, or it should be himself there, would be a better translation. The Spirit himself maketh intercession for us. For us, brothers and sisters. For us. With groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Wow. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're praying the perfect prayer. A prayer pertinent to your situation. Not only just your situation, what about when the Lord quickens you to pray for somebody else in their situation? Let's be on target. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, what about a hindrance? Because there are hindrances, aren't there? There are hindrances to receiving this wonderful gift. Some of we've talked about. Just wrong teaching. Just rubbing shoulders with the wrong people that talk against it. Tell you it's not for today. Some personal observations maybe that have turned you off. That's not the word of God. Don't be led by observations. Don't be led by that. Be led by the Spirit. Be led by the Word of God. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 27. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. That's you and me. Bodies of the body of Christ. We're the members. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? In other words, is there, is, is there only apostles in the ministry? No. Are all prophets? Certainly not. Are all teachers? Is that the gift that works in everybody? I mean, all can, can teach out of the Word of God, but are all called to be teachers? No. As a ministry, this is a ministry guest we're talking about here. Well, we can answer that, can't we? No. Are all workers of miracles? Just, is, is, is the gift of miracles working in everybody's life all the time? Is that power working in everybody's life all the time? No. The Bible says that the Spirit gives will, as, as He wills it. Now here, have all the gifts of healings, do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Now here's where we stumble. When you're having trouble receiving your gift through not yielding or incorrect teaching, you may bounce off of this scripture and say, do all speak with tongues? And you may lean towards that and say, see, there you go. 
Not everybody does. That's a misunderstanding of the Word of God. That is not talking about the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, when the, when the power of the, of the Holy Ghost comes upon you. It is talking about the ministry gifts. We're talking about, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we talk, it, the Bible talks about, in fact, let's read it. To one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gift of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of, of uh, spirits, to another divers kinds or different kinds of tongues. Here we go. This is in the gifts of the Spirit. This is the nine gifts. To another, the interpretation of tongues. That's what he's talking about there. He's talking about the ministry gift. Praise the Lord. All can and should speak with tongues. All. All. Nothing's holding you back. Nothing. Just our own. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy. We can't even blame that in the devil. Sometimes we, you know, sometimes we just, we just hold ourselves back. It's kind of like we last through a, a tree and just trap it around ourselves and that's it. We're stuck. Cut it loose, brothers and sisters. Let's move on. Let's do what the Bible tells us to do and receive. Hallelujah. Finally, in closing here, because we want to give, give some time, Matthew 21, I just want you to go there quickly because I believe the Lord showed me this the other day and I just wanted to... Because there are some hindrances and sometimes, like I say, it's ourselves. Matthew 21 and 32. For John, this is Jesus speaking, for John came unto you in the way of righteousness and you believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him and ye when you had seen it, what? Repented not. Read on. Repented not afterwards. What? Look at this. Look at this. Read this. That you might believe him. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, there's a hindrance because we just won't repent. And you know, if we won't repent and won't turn, we're not going to believe. No repentance, no believing. Mark 1, 15 says, and Jesus saying, and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and what? Believe the gospel. Today, if we've had the wrong impression about the things of the Holy Spirit, we need to repent. If we spoke out and against it, said that's not for us, that's not for the right time, these guys are preaching foolishness, you need to repent. And you need to believe the gospel. And you need to come and receive what's rightfully yours. So I'd like the worship team to come up. And those that know how to pray, those that have been in our prayer team, and not just, you know what, I'm going I'm to extend that further. Perhaps the guy sitting next to you, perhaps the lady sitting next to you, 
is certainly qualified, has this gift and certainly qualified to pray for you, if they should ask you, can I pray for you that you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost? You know that they can lay hands on you too? You don't have to come here and talk to me. Hallelujah. I'd like the people to come up to, 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 to pray. And I want to invite you, first of all, those who do not, have not experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the initial element speaking in other tongues. I'm inviting you to come and to receive that gift. That's the first. The second, I'm opening up the altar to anyone who just wants to come and just kneel down and just ask the Lord about it yourself. You don't want anybody touching you, nothing. You just, you just want to get off in the corner and you want to spend a little time with the Lord because He's speaking to you and you want to confirm some things. You just want to seal some things with Him. That's personal between you and the Lord. You come on up, you spend time. Thirdly, those of you who have any kind of ailments, any kind of problems, anything like that, you just want people to pray with you that you could gain victory. You want somebody to come alongside with you and just, and, and just you know, hook up their faith with you that you can get over Maybe you just got to get over it just a little bit. You need a little help. You come on up. We'll pray and agree with you. You get your victory. Amen? Don't, don't hold back. Allow the Spirit of the living God to work in your life. None of us are anything special here. We're just allowing the Spirit of God to work through us to be a blessing. Isn't that what the ministry of the body of Christ is all about? Hallelujah. So if that's you, either one, you fit into any one of those categories, you come on up and we're going to pray with you that you can have victory and get what's rightfully yours. Don't be shy. Glory to God. We love you. We're for you. And most certainly Jesus is for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Go ahead. You have been listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope that you've been blessed by this teaching from Cold Lake Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect.